0: I am your host, Jen, and together with my trusty partner, Jason,
1: we welcome you back to part two of this segment.
0: Just by hearing your story, Fiona, we see that you have a huge passion for building culture in the organization. It's felt in your personal touch, sense of connection, intentionality and empathy towards all your employees.
1: Absolutely, and honestly, there's only a few CEOs who are like that.
0: DJs, But now that there is a shift from office to home, how do you keep that culture going, especially now that it's hard to oversee people because of that shift doing everything virtually as a tribe and not being physically face-to-face?
2: Well, firstly, thank you for your kind words. Uh, Being a values-based organisation has meant that our office culture gave a good foundation to move to work from home. And we really needed to lean in on our value of care, execute and find a way. The key was to increase communication, use technology and create a culture of innovation. Our favourite saying became, never let a good crisis go to waste. Now, when it first came out, we talked straight, confronted reality, clarified expectations with people we got the data to them straight away in an objective format. We increased our communications to multiple times per day, you know, rolling out the whiteboard, showing the data, sharing the expectations. It actually helped to ease people's minds so that they could focus on the most important thing, which is actually delivering their results. You know, they have money to feed their families going forward. Now, this then, when we moved to the work from home model, we continued at the same pace by doing the daily video updates with all our team members. And if it it was needed multiple times per day, then we did that as well, um, covering the objective facts around COVID-19 crisis, plus infusing that with a personal effectiveness and communication training to actually help individuals progress forward in life. Interestingly, as we also shared some common words, including don't let a good crisis go to waste, it gives you permission to take action in ways that you previously had not done before, and we often said uh, we fitted a month's worth of work into a week. Now the concept of communicating daily via video to the team to keep an update on COVID-19 and inspire through personal development is something that people then turned to and said look let's not change this and let's not change the the way we're thinking either. So it's become our new normal. It's actually increasing leadership, increasing communication, increasing the quality of connection with our team to help inspire them and have them grow even more. Now team members are if we could then share the daily updates with their friends and family and of course we said yes. And so now it's actually on our website. Um, we moved our monthly lunch with the CEO, so lunch with me where we'd present uh, in the office, which was, as you know is one of the highlights of the month. And now we've moved that to an online virtual conference platform, so using software. And previously we'd supply lunch in-house. Uh, so this uh, last month, oh, time goes quickly, doesn't it? Last month, uh, we gave everyone an extra 500 pesos um, in their payroll so that they could buy lunch for themselves and then also for their family as well. And think of it like as an additional um, care package. we then renamed it to Discover You. And so it's all about helping inspire transformation. Now we're using that same virtual conference platform, that software, to meet virtually for all our clubs. So Bible studies, a music club, we're about to launch a fitness club, uh, other clubs where people can share their technical knowledge like a digital marketing uh, club or for finance and, and bookkeeping, just to name a few, and there's more that to be rolled out. Uh, our internal team meetings that were held normally once a week, we change that to daily. And then I personally ask team members when I have the opportunity for one-on-one the que- um, the question, what is currently stressing you out? And this gives permission that it's okay to share how we're feeling. And often it's a situation that we can easily resolve for them as well.
1: I love that. So. What should be the leadership styles and mindsets that BPO owners, executives, and managers ought to have in this time of crisis, would you say?
2: We believe that in a time of crisis, we need to lead with care. Uh, You've just mentioned that that value, it's our overarching value. And I have a simple leadership philosophy, is to lead from the heart and just be a really good human being. You know, as human beings, we react in one or two ways. We react with love or fear. And fear is the victim mentality, a view of scarcity. Love is a proactive approach, acting with abundance. And interestingly, our theme this year was act with love now previously it was the relentless pursuit of excellence and we couldn't have picked a better theme this year than to act with love now some people thought we were kind of mad some just told us you can't do that in business you can't have active love as a strategy Uh, you can't tell people that you love them and care for them this much and so we said how could we not How could you not have people feeling so cared for and loved and so safe? And today's knowledge workers require a level of creative contribution that was not required a decade ago. Today, that's absolutely the case to problem solve and think analytically. You know, give them room to grow at a high level and inspire them to discover and learn new things versus just being told what to do. As leaders in the BPO industry, everything that we do needs to be totally focused on unleashing the potential of the individuals. There's so much more capacity and greatness inside of every single person. They just need the confidence to let it out. And we as leaders have a role to play and it's absolutely unleashing the potential of our people. As the BPO industry continues to grow, as leaders we need to look at talent outside of the BPO industry. Encourage those returning to Cebu City or those in industries that have been shut down on a new career path. There are many skills that are transferable. You think about people working in hospitality, you can transfer those skills to customer service. Uh, We have technical roles like uh, construction and engineering drafters or estimators. So these are people that are um, returning from the Middle East or maybe have been working in a construction company locally that's been shut down. You know, they can get work in the BPO industry, um, which means that, you know, if they're returning home they can actually live locally and they don't have to be overseas to have that income for their family
0: people say that we need to have positive thinking but I dare say it's much more important to be optimistic Mm. we have to embrace the fact that these are dark times and still see the light at the end of the tunnel when when you see smaller companies retrench um cut salaries in half shut down offices and all how would you encourage other leaders in the same standing as you are, to stay strong amidst all these challenges?
2: Oh, great question. And it's a really important one. You need to be clear on your vision. You know, look after your sociology. Be clear on the vision of the future, where you're going, because that should never have changed. When we've had those hard days, and we all do, and we question what we're doing, do we want to keep going, can we keep going? then we need to go back to our vision and and remind ourselves why we're doing this. And we all know that in strategy, some things don't play out the way that we thought that they would. And now, clearly more than ever, I mean, this 2020 is not planned out the way any of us thought. But that's normal, right? Uh, We're always making changes and adjustments. I mean, what's really important is that you control your physiology. Now, that means understanding how the brain works and that you know different from your team members, from your employees. And you're going to have what we call the oh crap moment. And that's where the amygdala, the fight or flight response in your brain will be triggered. And you can't stop that from being triggered. So don't deny it. Don't push it to one side, that's unhealthy, acknowledge it. Once you understand that acknowledging the fear, the doubt, the worry, the concern, the oh crap, but that's normal, then you can get on and do something about it rather than being frozen in place. So we do the oh crap to okay speed drill, where you go, oh crap, this is not good. Oh my goodness, this is not actually the end of the world. Oh geez, well, someone's going to need to do something about it oh, well, I'm sure something can be done about this, I guess it could be me, to, okay, I'm going to get on and do something about it. And it's the speed of which we can go through your physiology determines the speed you can move through the obstacles and the challenges. The O oh crap to okay speed drill is also like an analogy that I've been recently sharing. Think about this, you're a runner in a race. You're running around a bend and you see the other runners have stopped. Do you stop or do you push on and keep going to win the race? Once you're in control of your physiology, you become unstoppable. To be an effective leader in a time of crisis, an inspiring entrepreneur and to innovate, we do not follow. We need to be the runner that keeps running. So be that runner and that's the leader that everyone needs right now. Be that leader that acts with love. Now, to act with love, to lead effectively, to pivot fast, to keep running and to make effective decisions quickly, you need to take care of yourself as well. Self-care is not self-indulgent, it's a discipline that must be part of your daily routine. So for me, I start my day with exercise, meditation and journaling and even a green juice as well, and breathing. I've got this great take five um, breathing exercise where I breathe in for five, I hold for five, I breathe out for five, and I do that five times. Uh, So so stop and take that, that moment um, to take that self care of yourself. Now, Charles Darwin's quote sums it up quite well. It's a very famous quote It's not the strongest of the species that survive, it's not the most intelligent, but the one that's most responsive to change. This is the time to 10x all activities, to innovate. You know, as a leader, if we combined acting the glove, persistence to do 10 times more activities than we ever have before, that's our duty and responsibility to our employees and to lean into our teams and and the Sabuano community. And it's very, very powerful.
1: If there are a few things that adversity has taught you over the years, Fiona, what would it be?
2: It's adversity has taught me that it's growth. Adversity is what we require to grow all the time. It's taught us absolutely the importance of being persistent. Nothing beats persistence. Adversity is just a challenge and challenges are opportunities. We use three words in our business that sums this up. You are brave, you are resilient and you are remarkable. And we say this to our teams and you'll see it printed on coffee mugs and t-shirts. You are brave, you are resilient and you are remarkable. Now, no one's brave. This is a mindset. When we hit adversity and something's different, it's, it's normal because that's the physiology of the body. It's designed to do it. It's a very primal basic component, the human cognitive brain, the prefrontal cortex. It's the part that allows us to make a choice to move past it. So when we say you're brave, we're reminding ourselves that it's okay to be scared and now do it anyway. And when we say you're resilient, that means that even when you do it and you don't get the results that you thought, but you keep trying at it, you keep persisting during that adversity. Now that is resilience. And the beautiful thing is, is when you persist through adversity with resilience, you end up always with something remarkable, which is the outcome that you never thought possible prior. Or you might have doubted yourself on why, but you did it. Anyway, you're pushed on and you prove that you've got what it takes. It is possible. Now, you need to be that type of leader or individual that will not succumb to the victim mentality. And you'll be proactive and you'll act with love and you'll deliver results in ways that will draw people from miles around to come and see you and be part of what your vision is. Now, beyond that, the other two uh, lessons that I've personally uncovered is humility and gratitude. Now, humility is not about being a shy wallflower. Humility is about realizing that you don't have to be right on everything. And that if you want to achieve something great, Than anything delivered before, it takes a whole team of people and the contribution of their ideas together to create something that didn't exist before. That's called synergy, where one plus one equals three or 10 or 20. And we get multiple minds together, especially now when there's so much stress on the changes that are occurring. Um, The ambiguity actually needs more people's minds working together to deliver the extraordinary outcomes. So humility is about saying, I don't need to be right. What's your idea? Here's my idea. Hey, together, what's your way? What's our way? Uh, Let's commit to finding a better way, um, one that we haven't considered before. You you know, as the leader, you don't need to have all the answers. Now, with this also takes a mindset of gratitude, of being thankful. So um, being thankful in the moment that no matter what happens, we are grateful for what we have. Now, Dr. Martini has a wonderful quote on wisdom. Pure wisdom is the instantaneous knowing that each crisis in life is indeed a blessing. And that in itself is the heart of gratitude, that seeing blessings in everything. You might be in a situation in business where you have been completely stripped apart and you're standing there feeling naked at this point in time, vulnerable to the world. See that as a blessing. It's really hard to do in the moment. The wisdom usually comes after the fact, like bravery, uh, and you use that energy and turn it towards creativity by being thankful. If we're thankful and we show gratitude to whatever is thrown at you, you can forward and when we say thank you and we accept it we breathe in we release the burden of the moment versus not accepting it and being angry where everything internalizes in a way that only takes you backwards it's not progress progress equals happiness be grateful be thankful for all that's put in front of you Now, around 2008, I lost two businesses, one to the GFC, one in divorce, I lost my home, I became a single mum with two really young children, and I had to start again. Now, I survived because my parents taught me the value of humility and gratitude. I was grateful that I had two healthy children, and I wanted to be a role model for them. And I could be humble that although I'd lost so much, I could use that as a time of learning. And if I hadn't have gone through that time, we would never have created Govier and I'd never be here living in the Philippines in this amazing adventure.
1: There has to be a silver lining in all of this.
0: Mm.
2: So in your own
0: time of reflection, what benefit has COVID-19 given you personally?
2: Oh, there's been two. Uh, Flowing down and personal transformation. So before COVID-19, every week or every second week, I was on a plane. And I'd either be in Manila or maybe once a month, I was uh, flying internationally as well. So I'm actually spending more time with my kids. You know, we now have games night once a week where we play card games. And we're able to have lunch together. You know, experiences that I, I wasn't having before and it's it's learning that you're enjoying the really simple things in life and you're appreciating you have a roof over your head and food on the table and you know what you don't actually need um much more than that And, you know, fortunately, I live in the the same village as my brother and Matt, and we can go for a a walk in the morning, uh, which we use for our strategy sessions as well. Uh, So it's given me that time to perfect the power hour where I start my day with exercise, meditation and journaling uh, because I don't have to be in the the traffic um, going to the office as well. Uh, And by perfecting that hour and perfecting the the doing the exercise daily, doing the meditation, and doing the journaling. It's my own personal growth that has actually, in this time of pandemic, given me a greater level of confidence and resilience. And I'm truly grateful for that.
1: Oh, what can you say, Gem? What an inspiring story.
2: I agree. There are certainly a
0: lot of learnings shared that our audiences can greatly benefit from.
1: Thank you to everyone who joined in with us on our very first podcast session.
0: Once again, I am Jen.
1: And I am Jason. And this is All In,
0: where we talk about leading global teams, helping businesses to scale, and being a catalyst for people to exceed. All In
1: is brought to you by Global Office PH from Sunny Sabu in the Philippines.